Hi, and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Tara Humphrey. I run an award-winning healthcare consultancy specialising in supporting primary care networks. I'm a facilitator. I am a mum of three. I have an MBA and I would class myself as a bit of an adventurer. And I absolutely love all things business, all things leadership, all things management. So I created this podcast for clinical and non-clinical colleagues working in the field of health and care and for those of you looking to develop your leadership skills. Every week we release an episode which focuses on the hard and soft skills required to lead in this increasingly complex environment as we move to delivering more integrated care. So let's jump into this week's episode. And welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. So this is a short episode, short solo episode, where I wanted to just share my reflections of attending the MedTech World Conference in Malta in November. I was kindly invited by James Someru. Uh, James is the co-founder of his PR and marketing agency for healthcare organisations called Somex. We have used him, uh, we'll use them. Um, they've been fantastic to work with. I recommend anybody that's got a healthcare organisation, if you want to grow and if you want to share with the world how amazing you are, I would definitely go with Somex. Yep, I can't rate them enough. And they kindly invited me to sit on a panel to discuss my experiences of running a podcast, which, yeah, I was like, uh, Malta, uh, I'm coming. But in the back of my mind, outside of the podcasting bit, I did think, well, I'm a PCN manager. What am I going to get from this conference? So I was a little bit sceptical, even though I use health tech all the time. And I think even if you take out the word health, I use tech, you know, like, I use tech all the time. We use tech all the time. And when I say we, I mean me and you, you, the listener. And it really made me reflect on all of the technology that we use in the business, that we use with our primary care networks, how much change and innovation is taking place um, and the mindset that needs to evolve alongside that. I took so much from the conference but in regards to, let me just quickly share, in regards to my experiences of having a podcast, if any of you are interested or having a blog, I would say having a blog and having a podcast, it's a it's a long-term play. Unless you've got a huge audience, I think like Medics Money have started with their website, they got a newsletter and then they went onto the podcast and their podcast just, I think, just took off because they had such an engaged audience through their newsletter. For me, I started, you know, like, I I mean, we all start from zero, but I started this podcast when I didn't really have an audience, like I started from zero. And my advice to anybody thinking about starting a podcast is A, do it, B, be yourself, Um, three, try to stick to a consistent schedule that has worked for me. I do know other people that just throw out an episode when they want to, when they feel inspired. And I think that's absolutely fine. But that's not what we do. 
I remember having a coach and she said, we're all tech companies, we're all media companies. Because we all have to promote what we do. And we use tech to kind of run our lives. And that really stuck with me. So I have chosen at the minimum a weekly episode. We went to two episodes per week and then we dropped back because it is quite a lot of work. And so we've got our newsletter once a week, our podcast once a week, and we have our blog once a week. And often those content pieces are different. We don't just create one piece of content and put it on all platforms. We probably should. That would make life a lot easier. But we don't always do that. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. So I would say pick your frequency. But if you fall off it, if you fall off the wagon, just get back on it. Don't worry. And just test. You're just constantly just test and look at the data. What do people like listening to? What do I like talking about? And yeah, get some help. I don't edit the podcast. I've always had help to edit the podcast. Yeah, get help. You don't have to do it all by yourself. There are people that love to do this stuff. You can use Fiverr. I've worked in the past, had a lady called Katie, who is amazing. And now I've got Sophie, who is incredible. So yeah, just get some help with editing. And there is so much on the internet around like what mic to get. Although I saw James, I think James uses a Blue Yeti mic. So I think I'm going to (laughs) switch. I'm going to switch. Yeah. And we're just try, just try, we've tried editing the podcast using Audacity, which I absolutely loved. And then I went over to GarageBand, which I hated. And now we're on Squadcast, which I love. So you just have to find the editing suite, which works for you. Don't be frightened to test things. If it doesn't work, don't worry. It's all part of the learning. I go back to old episodes and think, oh God, but you have to do that in order to get better. And just don't get hung up on the downloads. I mean, Sophie, my marketing manager, had a conversation about this the other day. And I think we're just committed to putting out things that we love and enjoy and that we're proud of. And sometimes you're going to love it. Sometimes you're going to hate it. But I think we're more on the money than not. And in order for me to keep doing it, I need to discuss the things that I'm interested in. And one of those things that you are going to hear more about on the podcast is tech and I hope that you stick along for the ride. So that was some of my insights from podcasting but the purpose of this episode is to share some key questions which I took from the MedTech World Conference in Malta and those questions are are we truly maximising the use of the available technology to us? And that was inspired by a talk delivered by a lady from Microsoft who was sharing how patients can book their virtual consultation using Microsoft Teams. The clinician or the healthcare professional can conduct that virtual consultation using the video function. The transcript of that call would be, you know, like automated. It would go through quality check and then that would be uploaded to the clinical system. And she's like, that. that's what happens today in in some areas. And I just thought, you know, A, that's A, both, it feels really basic and it also feels like incredible and amazing. And like, how cool would that be? How would that save you time? Would that save you time to be able to jump on a call, treat your patient, speak to your patient, 
have your notes automatically transcribed and then uploaded to EMIS or System 1 uh, for whichever clinical system you guys use. And yet, for those of you that are non-clinical, it did make me think, am I using Teams to its fullest capability? If you're on Teams, you know, I think we think just the call, just the, you know, like the the online call is the application, but you can have different channels. It obviously links to your whole Microsoft Office suite. You know, are we using OneDrive? Can we work on live documents or are we emailing documents? All of your, for those of you that are in the primary care network space, your, all your primary care network can run with the foundation can run using Microsoft Teams. So it really did give me food for thought on what of tech have we currently got and are we really using it? Do we really know what we're capable, what it's capable of? what we want it to do and you can reach out to the provider or you can just do like a google search or they do send an email which says these are the latest updates which is pretty cool and so you can see they're always improving things so that is on my radar for 2023 i'm going to look at the tech and really think are we maximizing it before we get in any new tech before i get shiny object syndrome start buying loads of other stuff and like what currently do we have the other question which links to that is, could we be more efficient? A really good example is a podcast. We can record the podcast and I can also record a video and I could turn that into a blog or a newsletter. So we should we should try it rather than I think sometimes we can be quick to say no without really taking a step back. And whilst my preference isn't to record one piece of content and just share the same piece of content on different platforms all at the same time could we scatter them you know yes could I try it yes that would that would free up my time so much I love creating content and I would never I kind of left the conference and someone had called me a con oh so you're a content creator and I was a bit like I would I had never ever used that term I was a bit like yeah I guess I guess that I am alongside running this business I am a content creator and it's really time consuming. So could I be more efficient? And the answer is hell yes. And outside of kind of the content creation in my day-to-day job running the business, I think we we can always be more efficient and we're looking at the tech that we use and we're looking at our meetings in one of our primary care networks. We're looking at our meetings thinking, do we need to meet? I wrote a blog quite a while ago called, Are We Over Meeting? And everybody was like, we don't meet enough. And I did think, really carefully think, are your meetings productive? Are you progressing? What is your meeting cadence? If you're anything like me, I actually like, I feel like structure gives me freedom. I like to know what I'm doing on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I can plan before I used to struggle to plan like my day. And now I know what the next six months look like and I've got a vision to 2026. So I'll, I can plan, I'm, get, I'm learning to plan quite far ahead. The other thing I did think about is the kind of conference made me consider is all of the health tech that I currently use. So my daughter is got has got type 1 or one of my children has got type 1 diabetes. We do have virtual consultations which work really well. What doesn't work very well, actually, is that I actually don't know the time of the consultation. I get a rough time of the consultation. It's not a fixed appointment and they don't send me the link until they're ready, which is like, so it's just odd. 
so the actual consultation works well but the the patient journey to me getting on the call is a bit clunky so one of the questions is could we use technology to improve our interactions with patients we already use the tech but what is it have we process mapped or could we process mapped if you're interested in it and thinking about the first point of contact right through to the end of the consultation could that be better patient experience is really really important because from the mo- you know like if the from the mo- if it doesn't work from the moment they kind of step on that digital journey you know like it's all downhill we're making life harder for ourselves. We've maybe not set the expectation or we've missed out a really key point. So just taking a look back at some of our pathways and thinking what is working well and what could be improved. And we need to ask the patients in this. We can all speculate, but we need to see the patient feedback from it to see what are we missing. Sometimes you can't see a blind spot. Sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. So that's where we need that multidisciplinary approach and ask your reception team and ask your clinical team and ask your management team. And of course, ask your patients and your stakeholders. And thinking about the digital technology that I've already got in my life, I my daughter's got type 1 diabetes. We use Dexcom, we use Omnipod. That works really, really well. And that's on my phone. We also use, I think it's like Dexcom Clarity. And that tells us which where she's type 1 diabetic it will look at the highs it will look at the lows it will look at her blood glucose levels and give us recommendations and be like and it will say to us you know that tiny keeps going high at dinner have you considered x y and z maybe you want to change so that's all automated and helps us to manage her condition remotely we don't have to keep going to the diabetes team i think that is a fantastic fantastic resource and then with the tech with that condition we've got another community um, that we're getting to know called digibeat and that is um, an app which helps educate young people about their condition and tali absolutely loves it so i think that that's part of our everyday and i do take it for granted i really do i i met the medical director for content accuracy for a company called Flow Health. And that looks at like your period tracking and supports women's health. And I've subscribed to that. And that is excellent. I would card that she's in the health tech space. I think they won an award at MedTech World. Um, So yeah, I'm looking at how can we, you know, like as a consumer, I am looking for easy ways to educate myself on certain health conditions. And if I'm being really honest, I am heading, I'm just talking to my sister about this, I'm heading, I keep seeing things about the perimenopause. And I, sadly, I'm like, I'm getting old. And I, I want to, I'm really scared. I keep seeing, I keep seeing things. And I'm like, is that me? Is that me? Like, and do I need to go to the doctor? I don't, I don't think I've got any symptoms. I don't need to go to the doctor, but I want a reputable source of information to help educate myself. So the Flow Health app has been, is so far so good and really enjoying using it. And yeah, I, I think it's fantastic. So I've got the Flow Health app. I wouldn't class this as health tech, but I use the Calm app for meditation and well-being. In the past, I've used Holly Health which supports kind of like my mental health. There are loads of apps that we use to help us. And it's really, yeah, going to the conference made me think, gosh, I use a lot and I pay for a lot. 
Not everybody can, not everybody needs to. But I do consume a lot of applications to support my health and well-being. And I think as a healthcare professional, it's a bit like, it's just, yeah, it's just made me think from a primary care network perspective, what could we use to help educate our patients? And I know there's like NHS 111 and there is, you know, like nhs.co.uk where there's, every, you know, all of the conditions and things like that on. But I think it's worth asking the question. We are, patients are tech savvy. I think 86% of the population have a smartphone. Tech is here to stay. I think Amazon moving into the health tech world. What could we do differently? I think it's worth a thought. It's, it's definitely worth conversations that we should be having within our organisations to try to be to be on that curve of innovation and change. So those are some of my reflections. Those are some of my questions. Are we making the most of the technology available to us? How can we improve the patient experience? What health tech do we currently use individually? What made us choose that app? Do we use it? Is it worth it? Is it worth the money? What, you know, reservations do I have about health tech? And how can this support me moving forwards? That is where I am. And I think as we head into the new year, especially for those of us operating in the land of primary care networks, and sorry to keep going on about this, but this is why I'm interested in the digital and transformation lead role as a separate role from the PCN manager. I'm like, could this role, this role could be a fantastic dedicated resource to look at our primary care network digital infrastructure. And me as a PCN manager, could I do it? I would like to. And I would like to add that to my portfolio of services. But also, I would like to work alongside somebody. I would like to set the vision and then go like, go, you run and, you know, you crack on. So... That is where my head's at. I hope that you have got some value from listening to this. And I hope that you, yeah, have a think about those questions. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us. If you like what you hear, I would absolutely love it if you left us an iTunes rating and five star review. I know many of you give us a shout out on social media, which is lovely to see you guys listening to the podcast. So please come and find us on Twitter at THC Primary Care, on Instagram and on LinkedIn. Just look for Tara Humphrey. And if you're not subscribed to our newsletter, please do. You get to hear more insights, more confessions, some tips and tools and a roundup of our activity over the week. So click on join the newsletter in the show notes and I will see you in the next episode.